Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking, and cultivating more self love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is a solo conversation where I'll be sharing with you some thoughts and feelings and actions surrounding how to best approach achieving your goals for 2021 when it comes to health goals in particular. Now, the reason that I wanted to record this episode is that one, it's a new year and Given that it is the start of a new year, so many people take time to really reflect on habits and behaviors that are no longer serving them. It's also a nice time to set some short-term and long-term goals as well. And I know just from speaking to women on social media in particular, and also in my own social circle, that it can be a really nice time to recalibrate, reevaluate, and instate or reinstate habits that are going to improve your health. The other reason that I wanted to focus particularly on health habits and bringing our attention towards ways that we can reduce resistance and make it easier to achieve our health and wellness goals is that we have all just lived through one of the weirdest years in history with the global pandemic. I certainly can't speak for everyone, but I know for me, having the lockdowns and the year that was 2020, it really brought attention to how important our mental health, but also our physical health and wellness is as well. And so I wanted to speak about a couple of ways that you might find you can really focus on your short-term and long-term health goals and make it more of a fun process as well. And anytime I speak about this on Instagram or I open up the little sticker questionnaire thingy-mabob on stories, I am always inundated with women sharing their own personal health struggles or their own behavioral struggles that they really want to overcome. And whilst, of course, we are all individuals, it's surprising at times to see just how many people are struggling with the same thing. And so I wanted to record this episode. 
So this particular episode is all about ways that we can make it easier to reach our health and wellness goals in 2021. So first and foremost, as I mentioned at the start, the beginning of a year can be a really nice time to reflect on behaviors that aren't working well for you and to also project what sort of behaviors you would like to bring into your life. But I want to encourage you to really, really get very clear and specific about the goals that you have and to really consider whether your goals are intrinsically motivated or extrinsically motivated. And in my opinion, this is critical because when we have goals that are extrinsically motivated, I believe that it is much harder to actually stay motivated and reach these goals. And it's easier to let them fall by the wayside because it's such a surface level reason why you're chasing that goal. Whereas intrinsic motivation, intrinsic goals give you more of a why. So you might have your what Your what really clear could be things like you want to lose weight or you want to gain fitness or you want to strengthen a certain area of your body or improve your cardio fitness, whatever it is. There's a million different what's, but you really need to get clear on your why because when you have a very clear why that aligns with a true intrinsic goal with intrinsic motivation that comes from within, it's so much easier to actually curate the behavior that is going to allow you to achieve this goal. So an an extrinsic, excuse me, motivator could be something like, I want to lose five kilos because I have a wedding to attend and I really want everyone to be impressed by the way that I look. Or another extrinsic motivator could be something like, taking part in a challenge, like an eight-week challenge where there's prize money on the table or the glory of winning your gyms challenge or something like that. And it might be a great short-term boost, but it's not necessarily going to go the distance when it comes to making this a sustainable way of living. An intrinsic motivator is something that really feels very true and connects you to your why, like your real why you want to make this change. So an example of this could be that your family has a certain genetic predisposition for heart disease or diabetes or anything else like that. I think you know what I'm trying to say. Like there could be something in your family that all of a sudden you realize, hey, there's a history here and I really need to slide back into the driver's seat of looking after my body and my mind. So that's a really strong why. And then you could dig deeper and, you know, think about, okay, I really want to be around for my kids and my kids' kids. And I want to be someone who is healthy and strong in my 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond. So that's a really clear, true, intrinsic goal and motivation. And I just would encourage you, given that it is the start of the year and that it is the time for goal setting and all of that jazz, to get really clear 
what is your true why? And I can share with you um, just my own sort of my own situation of living this. I um, I've spoken about this over on Instagram stories, but you know, two years ago, 18 months ago, I got very, very thin because I was very, very stressed and eating was just the last thing on my mind. And I was definitely training a lot. And I was also getting pumped up from a lot of the feedback on how great I was looking. And when I look back on photos, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so thin. And so I think I probably did some damage to my metabolism and my metabolic rate. And then all of a sudden in the last 18 months, I put on all this weight. And yes, some of my eating habits have changed, but not enough to really warrant that amount of weight gain in such a short time, unless we take into consideration that I perhaps had damaged my metabolic rate. But that's probably another conversation and I'm not an expert in that. I'm just kind of voicing thoughts. But I was not feeling great because it's hard and don't get me wrong, I still have the awareness of yes, even though I've gained 10 kilos, I still have the awareness and understanding I'm still technically small and I'm still, you know, wearing a size 8 and all of that stuff. I keep it in perspective but regardless of that, feeling 10 kilograms go onto your frame whether you are 50 kilos, 60 kilos or 110 kilos, you still feel it you just, you do. And so I was feeling that and feeling that weight of going, oh my gosh, I've put on all of this weight. I feel like it's not justified. I'm frustrated by it. It's not shifting. And I have been exercising and trying to eat in ways to not lose all of the weight, but just to feel a little bit more like myself, if that makes sense. And I realized Having that as the motivation, you know, losing a couple of kilos just wasn't working for me because it just doesn't feel super true to me to be working that hard to lose weight. And when, I don't know if I'm making sense, this is probably not coming out right, but I'll just keep pushing forward. But when I sat and thought about it and got really clear on when I'm my happiest, I am my happiest after a really hard workout that I have enjoyed. And I'm not my happiest after a workout when the only reason I'm training is to lose weight. I'm happiest when I'm training because I'm training in a way that I enjoy. It makes me smile. It's a challenge and I feel as though it's improving my health. So just really reconnecting on why are you training Kylie? What are you training for? Because I'm not training for a bikini competition. I'm not training for a triathlon. My why is that I'm training to stay strong and able for life. I love that for the last seven years, I've been able to keep up with my twin boys. I love that I can go down the slide with them. I can chase them, can play tag with them. I can swim, go under waves, flip into the pool, all of that stuff. And I want to maintain that level of ability into my late 30s, into my 40s, into my 50s. And I want to feel good in my 60s, 70s and 80s. I want to have all of my abilities, physical and mental and emotional, as in check and in tune as possible throughout the rest of my life. 
And so just connecting with that why has made my training so much better. It's not about flogging myself to change my body or reach an arbitrary number on the scales. I've been the scales and I'm so much happier and it's so much easier. Each morning I'm working out and I'm back to smiling during my workouts, which is how I usually am. It's only been the last kind of six to eight months that I've been more, you know, pushing myself through it for that extrinsic reason. And the thing that I know to be true, and I really believe this, is when we're training for that extrinsic reason, it's just so much harder. Whereas when we have that why and we're engaging because we're aware of what we're gaining, not what we're losing, you just, you get such better results and you get better results quickly as well. And you just feel better. And so that's my first point is to get really clear on your why. It's one thing to know the what, but get clear on your why. Consider is your why an intrinsic or extrinsic motivator or goal? And really focus on what it is that you're gaining, not what it is that you're losing. So many of us think, oh, I really want to get healthier, but I don't want to lose that half an hour of TV I watch in the morning, or I don't want to lose going out and having drinks with my friends, or I don't want to lose eating a block of chocolate on the couch with my partner. But think about what you're gaining, not what you're losing. So it might be that you're gaining strength in your body, you're gaining confidence, you're gaining a better sense of connection. There's so many different ways to frame this, but that's the first point. What's your why? What's your intrinsic why and motivator? And what are you gaining rather than what are you losing? The next thing to consider when it comes to reaching your health goals in 2021 is to then plan out the actions that you need to take, that you want to take, and be realistic here. It might not be realistic for you to schedule in six workouts a week, but it might be realistic for you to commit to getting to that one gym class on the weekend. Or maybe your health goal is more about, you know what, I'm not going to be able to abstain from drinking alcohol altogether, but I could definitely stop drinking four nights a week, or I could only have a drink every second weekend or whatever it is. I just urge you to be realistic here when you're mapping out your actions, really consider your life. Is it that you need to consider your daycare days, the current season of your life, whether you're working full-time, whether you're studying or you're a stay-at-home parent? Be very specific and narrow down the actions that you are likely to take. Don't be pie in the sky here, be realistic. So that, as I said, it might look like going, okay, seven-day week, what can I realistically achieve? Maybe I could swap out one of my meetings at work for a walking meeting or, you know what, I've got all of these Zoom meetings happening, but perhaps instead of it being a sat Zoom meeting, these three out of 
seven meetings could be times that I put my AirPods in and I can walk and have the phone, have a meeting over the phone and be moving my body. Or, you know what, I can't avoid social settings all the time, but these are the healthier choices that I might be able to take. So get really clear and plan out the actions because it's one thing, like I said, to have your what and your why, but we need to also have the how. How are you going to reach these goals? Next, I want you to really focus in on your habits. I am obsessed and fascinated by habits. I've spoken about them so many times here on the podcast. I won't bore you to tears, um, but I will just say, and I've shared this before, but one of my favorite quotes is that each habit is a vote for the type of person you want to become. And if you also think about your habits and the results in your life. If you think about, okay, the way that I'm living right now, the results that I have right now are the end results of habits that I have been implementing for the last six, 12 months, year, two years, whatever it might be. Just really connecting the dots between habits and results because it's easy to go, oh, I've got this result and I don't know why it's happening. I don't know why I'm tired. I don't know why I'm exhausted, but zoom out or maybe even zoom in could be a better term and get granular. Why are you experiencing what you're experiencing? It will have a direct link to your habits. So my third point is really focusing on the habits that you need to cultivate to bring those actions that I just spoke about planning out to bring those actions into reality. How are you going to do it? You've got your what, your why, and your how, but let's get... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Get even more granular. How are you going to pull off those plans? Consider habit stacking. We have so many habits already throughout the day from brushing our teeth to our morning coffee to the way that we get out the door and get in the car. So think about some of the habits you already have and how you could then work new habits in so that there's less resistance and you're more likely to keep up with it. So James Clear and also BJ Fogg are two authors that have written books on habits And habit stacking or habit linking is something they both speak about. So it might be something like after I get dressed of a morning, I will get straight out the door or after my coffee, I will put my running shoes on or before my morning coffee, I will walk the dog. Like just think about ways that you can link new habits to already existing habits and it can be easier. It's also really important 
to celebrate and congratulate yourself each and every time you partake in a new habit that's serving your goal. I recently heard James Clear say in an interview, and that's a gentleman that's written a book on habits, that if you only celebrate the results, you only get to celebrate once, you know, when you achieve that thing. Whereas if you break it down and you celebrate and congratulate and enjoy the journey and the process, and you celebrate those wins that are the new habits, then you have the opportunity to celebrate each and every day and enjoy the journey. And I love that and it's so important. And I know myself, after a hard workout, I always make sure I give myself a little mental pat on the back and say, yeah, like, good job. You showed up, like you really, really showed up. You didn't leave anything on the floor then, like you put it all into your workout, well done. Or when I feel myself wanting to eat, not because I'm hungry, but wanting to eat because I want to suffocate some sort of emotion. And if I have the chart, if I have the awareness of being cognizant that that's what's happening, just saying, hey, good job on catching yourself then. Really good job that you caught. You're trying to suffocate or meet another emotional need through food. And sometimes I'll still go ahead and do and do the behavior, but just noticing it and congratulating myself on having the awareness, I think is really, really important. And so many of us, and when I say us, I mean women, so many of us as women do turn to food to provide comfort, support, or suffocate feelings that we don't know or we don't want. We don't want to name and bring awareness to in that current moment. And I mean, I actually recorded a whole episode on binge eating disorder with an expert and technical difficulties. It did not get saved. It was saved, but my awesome podcast producer didn't download it within the 30-day window and it was just one of those times that we lost a couple of podcast episodes so I need to re-record that because I know it's something that so many women struggle with. But my third point (laughs) is about getting clear about your habits. What are the sort of habits that someone would need to take if that person was to achieve the goals that you have outlined as important to you. Next up is to think critically about the environment and also systems that you have in place. So what I mean by this is we can have a really clear why, we can have our how, we can have our what, we can have our actions planned out, but we need to go a little bit further and set ourselves up for success by thinking critically about the environment in which we create for ourselves. So what I mean by this is get really clear on what it is that you no longer need to have in your environment or what it is that makes it harder for you to reach your goals. So your goal could just be something like, you know what, I just want to watch a little less TV and I really want to start reading more books. So maybe one of the ways that you could tweak your environment is just by putting books out so that they are within your eye line height so that you actually see them and you have that visual prompt. 
or maybe you want to get to bed earlier and you want to stop scrolling mindlessly on your phone. Another way that you could modify your environment is by introducing an alarm clock to your bedroom so that you don't have the excuse of needing to use your phone alarm and by making a commitment that you don't bring a phone charger into the bedroom and you charge your phone overnight outside of the bedroom. So thinking about your goals and then getting critical and smart about how to set yourself up for success with an environment that is going to make it easier to meet those goals. Same thing with if you have a goal to um, improve your health or perhaps you want to lose a little bit of weight or whatever it might be, you can actually make it easier by looking at your fridge and your pantry and making a few simple tweaks. And I've spoken about this before, but a few simple things to consider could be just storing the foods that are going to add to your health and make you feel good in clear jars so that when you open the fridge, you have that prompt to grab yourself some watermelon or pineapple or fruit or whatever it is that makes you feel good. It could be olives, it could be yogurt, whatever it is, dark chocolate, whatever is your bag. But making it easy to get a visual and to also get access to the foods that are going to help you And in turn, make it harder to access the ones that are not going to help you. So if you have a propensity towards um, chocolate, cookies, potato chips, whatever it is, cereal, and you keep that right at your eye height in your pantry, guess what? When you're hungry and you open the pantry door, or even when you're not hungry, even just when you're stood there while the kettle's boiling, you might just see that visual prompt and go, oh yeah, I'll grab a handful of that. And before you know it, you've consumed food that doesn't make you feel good and that you don't necessarily need nor want, but it's just because it was there and easy to access. So moving food out of your line of sight that you don't want to eat and doesn't add add to your health goals is a really great, easy little hack. And another saying that I heard last year that I really liked and I spoke about in my journaling group was that it is easier to say no once at the shops than it is easier to say no a thousand times standing at your fridge, freezer or pantry. So what it means is if you just say no to bringing the ice cream or the cookies into the house at the shops, it saves you the mental gymnastics of having to say no a thousand times or beating yourself up for saying yes. And you definitely shouldn't be beating yourself up at all. And again, that's a whole separate episode. I'd love to explore food guilt a bit more, but it just reduces the mental gymnastics and the decision fatigue by saying no once at the shops. And I love that. And so in line with that, you might also notice that when you do your grocery shop, you make different choices if you go in without a list or if you go in when you're really starving or you're mentally just not feeling great versus if you go in with a list after a workout or after a really positive conversation with a friend or just when you're in a good headspace. So just getting clear about, okay, 
how can I best serve my goals here? Am I better to do an online shop so that I can be really cutthroat and stick to my list? And maybe you add everything to your cart and then the next morning you go through with fresh eyes and go, oh, probably don't need the Pringles or maybe I can switch a certain food for another food that's going to make me feel better, that sort of thing. So just thinking critically about your environment and your systems How can you make it easier for you to reach those goals? Next up is to think about your accountability. Some people find it really hard to stick to their goals or their actions and their habits when it comes to just staying accountable to themselves. Some people find that really easy. Some people are naturally more disciplined and it's like, oh yeah, I can be disciplined and I commit to showing up because I've made that decision for myself, whereas other people find that really hard. And if you're the sort of person that does find it really hard, think about ways that you can hack your accountability to make it easier, again, reducing that resistance, (laughs) easier for you to actually achieve to keep up, to show up, to meet these habits, to cultivate new ways of being and reach your goals. So it could be things like having a training friend that you meet at the gym at certain times each week because you don't want to let them down. Or maybe it's booking in personal training because you know that if you've invested the money into it, you're less likely to cancel and you're more likely to show up. Maybe it is tracking for you. And again, for some people, it's not appropriate. For a little while, I was trying to track my steps and make sure I was moving, you know, and hitting 10,000 steps, but I realized I wasn't enjoying it. So it's really up to you. Some people can compartmentalize and love tracking and they love the data. Like they want to know, yes, I've slept really well. Yes, I've done this. Yes, I've done that. And they enjoy seeing the stats. If that's not your bag, that's totally fine. But for those of you who love that, maybe finding an app where you can track things that could motivate you and keep you accountable as well. Or it could be something like scheduling a weekly phone call with a girlfriend. We all have friends that we just don't actually speak with enough. And I think social media gives us this false sense of connection because you kind of know what people are up to, but you really don't. You really have no idea. So saying, you know what, Friday mornings are my time off from work or it's my daycare morning or I have an extra set of hands at that time or during lunch on a Thursday or this is my day where the workload is lighter or I finish work at this time on a Saturday, whatever it is, identifying a time in your week that could potentially work for one of those friends as well and saying, hey, I'm going to walk for an hour at this time. Can we have a phone call? And so knowing that you've got that catch up to look forward to and make it a really positive catch up, or maybe it's with someone that you consider a mentor, or maybe it's listening to an audio book or a podcast, but having something to look forward to whilst you're doing that behavior can be another great way to stay accountable as well. Now, lastly, but not leastly, leastly, oh my gosh, last but not least, basics count. The basics, essentials, they matter. It can be really tempting to think that you need the latest superfood or 
fancy gym equipment or whatever it is. But really, it's so important that we make sure our basics are covered. It's great to have goals, but we're not going to be able to achieve them if we're walking around dehydrated or we're not eating enough food or we're not getting enough sleep or we're not managing our stress or we are engaging in poor relationships. These are the things that are our foundation. You know, we all know that you can't build a house on sand. You've got to put down a slab first. So think about your basics as your slab. Are you getting enough sleep? That is like so important to consider. In my opinion, sleep is one of the most underrated pillars of wellness and health. We have to get enough sleep. Work out how much sleep you need to feel really good. How we manage stress is important as well. And I've definitely experienced this in the last year. When I am stressed, I look like I am 12 months pregnant with quads. It is a whole other level. So part of my stress management is movement, but also breathing. I have a propensity towards holding my breath and breathing really shallow breaths when I'm feeling stressed. So I really practice focusing on long, deep breathing techniques each and every day. Journaling is also a really great stress management tool for me as well. Food, if I'm not eating enough food, then I am no good to anyone and there's no way I can meet any of my goals. A lot of women fall into this camp where we just live off our children's leftovers. You get to the end of the day and you think, oh, what have I eaten today? Hmm, half a packet of sultanas, the crust off my toddler's sandwich and a couple of bites of my kid's pasta. And it's not enough. It's not enough for a toddler brain, let alone an adult brain who needs to do so many things cognitively and then let alone physically as well. Make sure you're eating enough food and drinking enough water. As I said, when we're walking around dehydrated, it does impact the way we think and feel. So superfoods are great. I love introducing things like a really high quality plant protein and stuff like that. But first and foremost, get the basics right so that you have that foundation in place so that you can go ahead and put all of these systems and thoughts and actions into place. Now, not all of this is going to apply to each and every person out there, but maybe you've been able to grab one of these points and hold on to it, and hopefully it will make a positive difference in your life. We do not need a new year, a new month, or a new week to start making changes. You have the chance each and every day to either step towards who you want to be and the goals that you want to achieve, or you can step away from them. I really, really hope that this episode has inspired you to get clear on your why, to think about the actions that can serve you along the way, think critically about your environment, hack your accountability, try different ways to show up and remain consistent, Celebrate your wins 
each and every day and to also make sure you're considering the very basics, your foundation, so that you can go ahead and achieve your goals for 2021. I appreciate you listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot right now and tag me on Instagram at Kylie Camps so I can share this on my Instagram account as well. I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.